Okay, I think we're live now. Um, hi, I'm Jim Cummings. Hi, PJ McCabe. We are here with Letterboxd to do a director's commentary of The Beta Test, our new movie that just came out with IFC. It is very funny and very terrifying, and we've never done a director's commentary before, so this yeah. is a first for all of us. I hope it's not gibberish. <laughs> um, enjoy it. I'm going to press play. Yeah, let's do it. The IFC logo. So I edited this film, and I got to put that at the front of the movie, and it was such a great feeling. As soon as I exported it for the rest of the team, they were like, oh, that's so dope. Yeah, you're like, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. That feels like a, a real movie here. <laughs> yeah. Here are co-production companies, Sons of Rigor, and Different. And here's the Vanishing Vanish Angle logo. So cool. <laughs> this is stock footage from Vimeo stock website. They gave us a deal, uh, which was really helpful, but we wanted to open it with this kind of like Michael Mann style LA noir feel, uh, because opening it with just this neck shot with Malin and fading up like we planned on doing in the script wasn't really working. It works when Michael Haneke does it. It doesn't work when we do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'd kind of talked about having it start, you know, looking out over the Hollywood Hills or something, just kind of being like, here's our setting and the public, <laughs> the people. But, uh, yeah. It's a cameo by Marshall Allman in the background right there on the patio. So, yeah, we wanted to do this cool camera trick where we made it seem like it was on a tripod and then it's actually on a dolly. Oh, there's a yellow envelope. Actually, that's a little yeah, that's yeah. A little Easter under egg the there. tissues. There is her yellow envelope. She keeps her cigarettes in her yellow envelope there. Right. Um, uh, and it's actually on a crane and a dolly inside of this room. And we're on the second floor of making, a house. Of a house, making yeah. it seem like it's an apartment complex, right. which it wasn't. Yeah. Kind yeah, I'm so glad this worked. I was really worried this we were going to figure out how to make this play like it wasn't just at somebody's house in Tarzana or something. And we wanted but, to open uh, it like that, as like Touch of Evil, where you start a film with somebody planting a bomb in the trunk, and then for the next few minutes they're terrified of when the bomb's going to go off. Yeah. Um, we did the exact same thing here of her calling 911 to report domestic violence and then walking into a calm scene. This is a cameo by our friend Max, who's a journalist in the UK. What's up, Max? Cool knife in the foreground here. A little, little spooky sign of what's to come. Spooky Fincher push in. Yeah. <laughs> so this is Christian Hilborg, who's this amazing Swedish actor, and Malin Barr, who is an incredible Swedish actor. She was actually a friend of ours before we cast her in the film. We wrote this scene in Italian because we were trying to do this homage to uh, Italian Giallos films from the 1970s. And then Malin was like, oh, I'll do it. And she did an incredible job in the audition. And I was like, all right, well, let's just do oh, it. I guess they're going to be Swedish now, yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, well, my it boyfriend is also Swedish, and he's a great actor. Would you consider getting him to be in it? And it's incredible. The opening scene is so terrifying. Yeah, just this weird international couple. You have no idea where we are or what's happening or... It was really wow, funny. We screened the movie in uh, Deauville in France. It was the French premiere. Nobody had seen it in France. And um, I said, oh, enjoy the film. It's a comedy. And then this scene starts and everybody's like, are we in the right yeah. movie? God, I love that. Yeah, the dancing light in the background. It's so nice. God, Ken Wales, man. Yeah, so Ken Wales is our cinematographer. He, he did pick up shots for The Wolf of Snow Hollow, 
we did this like two day shoot of inserts and he just worked at our tempo and got the jokes and just is a cool guy to hang out with and uh, was laughing the whole time. And so we were like, I think he could do a good job as his first feature for the beta test. Matt Miller suggested it, actually one of our producers was like, I think Ken could do it. And Ken was just chomping at the bit to make a cool feature and he knocked it out of the park. Yeah. This movie has no business looking this good. It's unbelievable for such a crazy, ridiculous premise we've put together here. It yeah. Looks, it looks like a $5 million movie. Yeah. So we shot the movie for not very much. We shot it for like 250 grand in Los Angeles. And uh, really, the technology is there now where you can do that. You can have a film look like it is a super high-budget film because cameras and lenses are getting so inexpensive and mass-produced um, and accessible. So working with Ken, it was a dream with lighting. We didn't have to think about it. We didn't have to get giant generators. We used these quasar tubes that are like very inexpensive and all controlled from an iPad. So you can light, light a room and light a scene just by like duct taping literally tubes to a wall sometimes and making it work oh man they're so good in this scene yeah they're incredible here we go okay so we planted the subtitle here on purpose and then got rid of it at the perfect time there we go <laughs> man it never gets old everybody gasps it's so terrible it's, it's so, so much fun it's so intense it's so intense yeah, PJ and I are in a movie theater, like all over the world, watching this movie. And when that happens, everybody gasps, and we're just laughing the whole time. <laughs> like, it's oh absurd. my god! I feel it's... so bad for laughing, but it's just so violent, and just such a, just out of nowhere too. It's just like this really weird, interesting conversation about this like letter she got, and then out of nowhere, you're just just brutally massacred. <laughs> Put your head thrown through a in wall, this, like, and comedy. then tossed off a, off a fucking balcony. Like, it's holy shit. <laughs> and then we go to the big classical music. Just yeah. Crazy. It's so absurd. Yeah. It's so much fun. And you know, I mean, we love Zodiac. Zodiac yeah. opens in a crazy way. But then too. you're like, oh, what is this data crunching? Like, like what is this? Steal like, the shot from the Matrix going yeah. through the screen. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's <laughs> it's like, like, like wait, what are we watching here? Okay. And then we're in like a weird tunnel of falling purple envelopes yeah. in the opening title sequence. And then your stupid face. And, and then and yeah, that's the best part. So you screen this like terrifying movie, and then only when the title comes up of the beta test are they like, oh, this is that movie. This is that stupid yeah. comedy with Jim in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. As soon as my face appears, people are like, I think they're they're waiting to laugh because of how graphic that yeah, opening scene was. Yeah, there's nothing really funny about the no. opening, so. Yeah, these are all our wonderful associate producers and producers, and yeah, we, we greenlit this film on our own. We created a crowd equity campaign on a, a crowd equity website called WeFunder, and we raised the funds from the public, and it, it was amazing. I think probably half of our movies will be crowdfunded. Yeah. Because we can keep telling these ridiculous stories and don't have to take notes from people who would have eviscerated this script if you saw it without... It wouldn't have happened. ...any context for how we were going to do it. We never would have been never, able to make this yeah. film had we gone through the conventional so, channels. I think no matter what we end up doing, we're going to have to keep doing it this way for our own little studio here. Virginia Newcomb so good. So uh, that's a green screen outside of the window. My buddy Ben Brewer helped me to comp that out. This is in Natalie Metzger's house. So we shot it uh, and decked it out to make it look like an apartment building. And then we just put a green screen outside because we had seen the VFX reel for Parasite. And we're like, eh, we can make this work. Jim will just learn After Effects and 
I got a couple of shots in the movie, but this wasn't one of them. There's a lot of shooting this where, yeah, it, yeah, in frame, where you're like, this, it can't look like this. How are we going to do this? And Jim would just say, well, just don't worry. I'm going to figure it out later in post. And I would look at Ben, our producer, Ben would just be like, I, I guess we got to trust him. Be like, I don't know. He seems to know what he's doing. He seems very confident he'll be able to figure it out in the edit, and he did. I so did for the most credit. part. Yeah, I did for the most part. There were a lot of things he was like, I'll take it out in post. Or like, I'll fix that light yeah. later. Best of luck. Like, dude, like, we could just, all right, fuck it. I don't know. So all of this Florence stuff, the Florentine stuff of the Medici homes and statues, all of that was found in the edit. We were like, we'd written it just to be this long zoom in, much more like Thunder Road of PJ's monologue. And then we discovered that you could, oh, that's actually Ted Sarandos' Venmo. Um, he doesn't have it anymore. He had to change it because we released that in the trailer. And uh, people kept on screen grabbing two cents that they were requesting from him to be like, hey, what'd you think of the trailer, the beta test? Ridiculous. Um, whatever, he's a billionaire. He's fine. Yeah, he'll be um, fine. But, but we discovered this language of the edit where you could use these other shots, ancillary shots from other things to help add to a monologue. Um, especially when it was very cinematic. Like later in the film, there's a 360 shot, and we added some 360 video of like the Facebook campuses, and it, it became this um, storytelling technique that we weren't expecting until we yeah, found it in the edit. Right, because we didn't really write that in initially. No. That was the one thing in the script that kind of left out was that kind of, yeah, device of putting in those edits of different cutscenes. It feels like Casino or something yeah, like that. It's like right. a, a fun score. It works. It edit. helps to tell the story. I mean, there's a lot going on. This is Bonnie Mata. She's uh, one of my lab fellows from the Short to Feature Lab. And I was like, I think Bonnie could do this part and be terrifying. And uh, she killed sure it. <laughs> and this is, this is Jessie Barr. She is the writer and director of Sophie Jones, which came out a few years ago with Oscilloscope. She's really a writer-director buddy of ours. And then we had written the script... And we were like, I think we're, I think this should be Jesse. I think we wrote this for Jesse. And then she came into audition and did such a phenomenal job. It's so difficult. It's like we're so close to her face, and she has to deliver this authentic feeling monologue about a murder on an yeah, airplane. Yeah, weird story on a murder, attempted murder on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of out of context, but it's the spooky spooky monologue it's hard to do yeah and then charlie set up all these lights in the background charlie texter our production designer and just made it look beautiful yeah we shot this right before the pandemic we shot it in november and december of 2019 yeah man and this uh yeah we made it uh this restaurant is called momed and it was like a block from our offices so it was just the easiest way to shoot all night isn't that insane <laughs> and then me getting interrupted with the check. So this dialogue of PJs of uh, uh, lamb chops, I would never order that, uh, is really funny because it was it was entirely improv. <laughs> I was just like, it's like, just like, the, it's like one of the only, only improv, improv lines in the, in the movie. movie. But it was, is, it was yeah. in the editing room, it was making me laugh. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put this in. usually we start telling one of your long stories. Yeah, that's yeah, great. It, which is so glasses of wine. Yeah, you start <laughs> rambling. Like, you, you demean the monologue that she just <laughs> and gave. She, and we, like, we talked about how wonderful her performance was. And then just, yeah. So, yeah, we cut to me <laughs> looking at being framed between these girls' butts at the gym. It's so stupid. So this uh, scene is taken almost identically from one of my favorite films, Seduced and Abandoned. 
this uh, Italian film from the 1960s, where he apologizes to a hypothetical person <laughs> in his imagination, and it's so funny. And I was watching it, I showed it to PJ, and I was like, I think this could work. Yeah. Um, and he was like, yep, that's it, that works. Because it's the perfect like whodunit type thing, yeah. and told in such an interesting way. And by, at that point, the audience, like, there's no dialogue at that point, so the audience is like, yeah. what is he thinking about? And so they're along for the yeah. ride for a minute. It's a lovely show and tell of your thought process. This was so much fun, screaming with Bonnie. So like behind the camera, I'm screaming, and we just got to be these like gorillas in nice clothes for a minute. It was it felt really fun. It felt like a Ruben Oslin film or something. Mm. PJ's cousin spun that flight. <laughs> Tim. Timmy shouts. <laughs> he, was, he was on set he for was one so day. Nervous. Yeah. He was on set for one day, and then PJ was like, "Look, this is really important. You yeah. got to spin this plate. Yeah. If you don't do it, the whole movie's gonna collapse." Do not blow <laughs> this. We are on a tight schedule. <laughs> he was so nervous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is also Natalie's house. Um, all of this was shot in like a few hour period. We shot the film in 18 days, 17 and a half days. So we were really running through the production to get all the shots that we needed. I love this Yeah, this whole moment's a lot of fun. It feels stuff. like the most giallo. Yeah, it feels like this is the, the harpsichord. Yeah, and this is the fun stuff. It's the yeah. dark, spooky. Like making the fact that you're getting married the most ominous, awful thing ever. <laughs> it just as if it really is... Because, yeah, it makes sense. Where you're like, all right, no, I can't do this. I need to go. I so need to go follow up with this letter. Ben Lovett did the score for a lot of the movie, but for this moment particularly, we were like, hey, we need this Giallo song. It's got to feel like a Bruno Nicolai song from the 1970s. Um, and he got it immediately. He was like, all right, cool, we're going to do this thing. Um, and it, it really works. Like the harpsichord, the fun build up, the, the scares. It has this like certain tone where it looks like a Ruben Oslin film, but then it has these goofy harpsichord sounds throughout. It's like, what are we watching? What is this? What is the tone of this thing? It works. This is one of my favorite moments of any of my movies, going from this shot into the offices and teaching audiences what the packaging deals are. It feels very subversive. Yeah, like you haven't even known your... Well, I guess we talked about the agency thing, yeah. But now you're just thrust into a new, Here a we new go. setting. This right? was the leasing office above our offices in Atwater Village. It's Bridge Stewart. Uh, he's one of our favorite comic performers. He's amazing. He has a YouTube channel. He's very funny. Um, we found him through Reddit, actually. Yeah. And that's how he became a buddy of ours. It's Thomas Cross. He's one of our coordinators. He's in the movie all the time. We had him like cross in front of the camera a bunch. And we kept on calling it The Thomas Cross. Ugh. It's an awful pun. Um, Perfect joke for him. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this was the leasing office above our offices, and we went up to deliver a check for rent, and we were already scouting for the locations. We're like, oh my god, we'd love to shoot the APE scenes here. It looks like a talent agency. And they said, well, yeah, you know, we're closed on the weekends. If you guys want to have it for the weekend, you can have it for free. <laughs> we shot some of the highest production value stuff of the movie for free. The buildings are not going to be around anymore. And then this always gets a laugh. Oh, yeah. Double check and circle on the face sitting. So adamant about it. <laughs> and then yes. I get it interrupted. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jacqueline Doak. So she is one of my favorite actresses. She plays the teenage girl that I almost arrest in Thunder Road. She's like making out with two dudes in the back of a car. And when we wrote it, the script said Jacqueline. Because I was like, I think Jacqueline Doak would be... This is who I'm imagining is this like poor put upon victim of mine in this talent agency world um yeah it's she she's she so it. good yeah. God, all of, you feel just, so bad for her yeah and we just completely ignore her 
That's how it is. It's really. Yeah. I mean, it's not this extreme, but under these but circumstances, clearly, of like we have to go and talk to these so tri- Chinese. She's clearly, she's clearly so much more capable than we are, and just like such a better person. We just ignore her completely. I also love um, when you, you you say you throw in all these tiny things of like uh, we got to remember his name is Raymond. He supports the Chinese supports government. Chinese government. <laughs> we just throw that yeah. in of like remember, don't say anything bad about China. Yeah. And he, we're on that side now yeah. this morning. Like whatever, whatever it takes to yeah. get this deal. Yeah. These are the, oh my god, <laughs> dude! Look at you, it's the best. This are good. It's like this guy, dude. Wilkie Lau, man, he is. So he's a theater actor and has done a bunch of movies, but came in to our offices. He lives in Santa Monica and he came to Atwater, all on the other side, in like a Hawaiian shirt and flip flops. And I was like, this is the dude. And we immediately knew, I was like, this guy is so good. And he's so good in the movie. We were so lucky. Oh, yeah. Every performer. Very, all the casting, everybody's performance is so spot on. Grant Rosenmeyer here. He plays one of the Tenenbaums. He plays one yeah. of the kids. Um, yeah, let's see. Ashley Robinson. Everybody's so good. Yeah, this moment, I'm looking terrified. <laughs> I mean, this was the movie to us. Like, the zoom-ins on me looking Just super stressed manic. and pretending to be Just happy. overwhelmed. Just get the packaging deal. The building isn't collapsing. It's really funny. The Tesla. <laughs> yeah, the Tesla so, is key. I think this is, like, Ken Will's apartment building or i forget no we were renting no. it for something else was that hermes post that was hermes yeah, post. yeah 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 it was downtown and we were able to park outside for whatever reason and so we stole these shots to make it seem like it was the outside of this hotel but really it's the biltmore hotel lobby it's actually where they used to host the oscars yeah and yeah, the biltmore was awesome yeah man what a cool location i run away Chicken. <laughs> I mean, Xbox this was or PlayStation. Ken. That's right. Because right. we Ken. had to toss it off of Ken's yeah, balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It was the only place that we knew that had a And I think it was you throwing stuff at yourself. That's right. right. And I had to <laughs> comp my head out. Yeah, I had to <laughs> comp my right. head out of that shot. Yeah. Because people, I know that they would have zoomed in. They'd be like, yeah, wait, are there, wait. is it the actual yeah. movies about clone gyms? Yeah, right, right, right. This shot is in the making of documentary that we put out on YouTube, and it took 30 times, 40 times to get that in yeah. focus and nailed. Jim's not coordinated. Because uh, I, I didn't, I didn't and... have a PlayStation growing up, and so my hand-eye <laughs> coordination is awful. It's, uh, inferior. Um, but yeah, we finally got it, and I'm glad yeah, that we cool. did it practically and didn't comp it or use strings or something like yeah. that. This is another Vimeo stock shot. It's actually Miami. It's not... Los Angeles. The stock shots are great. Know, They're great. It is. It's, it's palm like trees. You never know. You around the, that's the LA noir moving around the city thing. I've never, yeah. I've always hated B roll. I've yeah. never used it. Um, I've never used B roll in any of my movies because it feels like it's less important. And so anytime we have those inserts, it has to be additive to the story. It has to have yeah. either characters in it or something. Um, but this is the first time we got much more playful with the edit. Yeah. Virginia Newcomb, man. Every time she's in the frame, you want the movie to be more about her. She is so good. And I guess that was the point. That's in the DNA of the movie. But she is so, so, so good. It's Monroe's Klein. She's a little cameo there of like her clocking me at the beginning of the party. Here goes Wilkie. This scene was nuts. This was like... <laughs> so that's based on real testimony. Yeah. That's based on real testimony of what an agent did to someone. It was vice versa, actually. It was the agent that did it to a, an actor. Um, and did it twice that night in front of his wife. 
um, very graphic. And we put that in, and we thought, oh, some people are going to laugh at this. But then there's a huge callback later where it's not funny, and um, it works. It's okay. Set up and pay off. It's yeah. a joke. Just more things that this guy has to go through. And yeah. It's like, why the fuck do I put myself through this shit? Like, yeah. why does anyone do this? Yeah. Why do we do? Why do why we work we with people like this? this? Stuff? Like, why, why do we still work with these guys? We just have to smile and take it. And so like everything's fine. In this frame of the crowd where <laughs> Raymond is demeaning me. Thomas is there on the left. Natalie Metzger is in the background there. And then our colorist, Tori Harder, is next to her on the right. So it's like a huge family affair of just like how many people we can fit in the frame. Gets me. Funny. Actually, uh, in the last shot of Thunder Road, Natalie and Ben are in the ballet with me. They're like, oh, really? yeah, because we oh, didn't yeah, have yeah. many extras at all for that. Yeah. And so it was like we populated it with the crew and producers and stuff to make yeah. it seem natural. There's Bud Galloway in the back. <laughs> Good comp job. Yeah, thank you. That was one of the first that was one of my first trials yeah. of learning after effects, that shot. <laughs> Chen Chen. She's <laughs> so good. Chen Chen's so good. She's amazing. I love this painting too. Yeah, it's so, it's so it's like it's so perfect, right? Like what is Thomas crossing again? Dumb thing you have to buy spend ten thousand ten thousand dollars on that painting. Yeah, we live in the future. Natalie crossing isn't it exciting. Dick. It looks like the social network. There's it little does. kickers, soft kickers on the side of the face. Here's Monroe Klein. These spooky. Spooky girls that keep <laughs> popping up and stressing Stole that out. from the office of yeah. Dwight going, fuck. Yeah. Funny. Just like the goofiest way to do jump scares. I remember we were writing it. We were like, how do we make the fuck? He's just terrified of women. Like horror jump scares he could do for this guy. There's so many. Ah! Oh, this is like oh, me being pathetic, coming up and laughing, and I didn't even hear the joke. Um... I think you can probably see the sandbag in the bottom left corner. <laughs> a little Easter egg. Jim not being able to zoom in enough. And then she has to step over it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. I love that. I go, uh, I go, agents are petty. We're not as petty or, uh, or, or angry as we are in television. And then she comes up and I go, who the fuck is this person? Immediately get petty and <laughs> angry about petty, it. Petty, angry response. This was the monologue where we were writing it, and I was like, I think we're going to get into some serious trouble. When he starts talking shit about agents and really reaming them. This is the most blatant line of, yeah. You are a dying social network, and everyone can't wait to watch you fall apart. It's so brutal. Kind of the one you can't really interpret as a joke. (laughs) And it's weird. We've been in screenings where people go, oh, yeah. We were at the Soho House um, in Los Angeles in West Hollywood, and it was just a bunch of industry people that were seeing it, and you could feel it in the room. It was like these these guys have come have snuck into the castle with dynamite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying and to kill they're us. They're not here to laugh. No. I love so that sad, scene. Man. I love that scene, and then you feel bad for him. Yeah. It's funny. It's like the one kind of. He says, "I'm five years sober." We saved the cat in that moment, and then thing, yeah, yeah. He's actually just this sad dude who's so desperate. This was an improv job. Chen Chen said, uh, "How's your ulcer?" That was the one take where we got it. I said, "It's good. It's killing me." Yeah, she's great. That's parked outside of our building. PJ running around with lights (laughs) to get that shot. This is real. So I was actually driving the car. Uh, Ken had a dolly in the back. We had a sound mixer and a follow car. And then he rigged all of his lighting to the roof. And luckily the Tesla has like a, like a, basically an iPad in the middle of it. So it was lighting the majority of the scene. 
but me saying we just signed Tiger Woods as a director this morning, they're going to reboot Caddyshack with dogs is the thing that steals the show. <laughs> it's like the most quoted line maybe from the movie. <laughs> And she goes, cool. Cool. Yeah. So uncool. Like, yeah. Just the worst idea, the worst monologue. What? Let me? No. So ridiculous. And then we go from him convincing her that there's nothing wrong to then immediately. So suspicious. And then Doof. he's outside of the hotel. Yeah. And this is Thomas on a lime scooter boom, going by. In his sweatpants. Sweatpants <laughs> and the suit coming fresh from work, putting the it's Gucci's like, in the yeah, car. Putting the sneakers on because he has to run. <laughs> and then the Gullwing, the fucking Model the, X uh, Tesla, yeah. cheesiest thing. Yeah, that's great. This is one of my favorite moments. It's like, no country for old men. Yeah. No fucking way. And they walk away. It's like, a standoff between a man and a blindfold. Like this like weird old hotel. It's like reminds me of like the hotel from Ghostbusters. Yeah, like, sure. You're waiting for there, like, Slimer to come Slimer. down. Yeah, it's just like eerie and weird and weird yeah. colors. It's like what where is he? Like, what is happening? And it's so great. There's no dialogue there's dialogue, like a wall of dialogue for the whole previous yeah. twenty minutes or whatever. And then I shut up. And then it, the audience, you can feel it in an audience. Everybody's like dead silent. I get the knife out. <laughs> and everybody's like, what's going to happen? And then, and then it starts to become a bit romantic. And everybody's like, oh, this is really cool. Oh, this is great. I remember Ken had lit this. And it looked beautiful, but it looked too bright. Yeah. And I was like, let's, yeah. let's go as dark as possible. Like It has to oh, be yeah. like what it, it would be... look like in a dark room right. with someone coming into a hotel with the blinds closed. Yeah. And it looks great the audience is like squinting to see any clues because yeah they don't blindfolds on so it'd be dark i mean there's no and then the audience gets to see what the background is before i do hello <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the fuck am i doing yeah and then i shake my yeah. head it's really funny and then he hears her. A weird sound. The effect, sound of like the, so sick. the wine glass getting put down yeah. on a glass so counter. Cool. Set up and pay off later. Yep. So many times when we were. Uh, Every time you get tapped on the shoulder. Doing that, of like, <laughs> how much ADR do we put in of just like a guttural. <laughs> this is great. So Olivia strange. Applegate. Yeah. So. Olivia was in Cretia, one of my favorite movies of all time, and that's how I met her, South by Southwest 2015 or whatever. And then she's been part of our like film club ever since. And I was like, I think she'd be good as the girl in the cafe. And then we were going to hire an adult film star for this stuff, and she was like, no, I'll, no, I'm going to do it. She was like, my, my jawline is very noticeable. It's going to be, it's gonna be you'll be able to tell it's somebody else. Um, and so... I was like, okay, let's let's go for it. And we had an intimacy coordinator named Annie Sprong who came on, and it was the hardest we've ever shot. This is actually not my penis. That's <laughs> we were all we were wearing underwear the whole time, and then I spent a day googling penises to then comp it onto my body. Um, but these five shots that are in the movie of the sex in the hotel room, and then Raymond's uh, sex in the hotel room, took. Six hours. It took a long time. It was like a kung fu scene. It was like, hands go here, all of the prep for it. I wasn't expecting it, but 
It was great. This montage. It's one of the first things we edited, wasn't it? Kind yeah. Of, I mean, like, I mean, we got to this point chronologically, yeah. and I was like, it should be this funny, like, all over the and place. then and then a lesson about how gratuitous the agency world is, and how yeah. awful Bridge Stewart could be against yeah. the WGA and yeah. writers, and like, yeah, cutting that up with sex, you know, all the hotel <laughs> sex stuff, and just. It's this like triumphant, liars, uh, yeah, amazing movie. Life. It's like music is insane, successful success story music with the most awful, the perfect encapsulation of these. People. And then, really, we hope that people, young people in film, watch this and say they were like hiding these Easter eggs of don't listen to people in Hollywood when they tell you this stuff. Like, there there are a bunch of tiny Easter eggs in the film that if you watch it properly. You become inoculated to some of the industry's bullshit and the power dynamics. I drive a Tesla. I own a Tesla. <laughs> he has to make sure everyone. <laughs> the packaging knows. agreement, yeah. signing. Ugh. Just not. Yeah. Like as cool and as sexy as the sex stuff, it's just the most unsexy lifestyle. It's <laughs> just, so cheesy. Just lame. Just yeah. like lame Los Angeles yeah. Hollywood. Some people don't see it, but in the in the skyline shot, uh, that building is collapsing on the right. That was the first. That was one of the first shots I did. Yeah, it's really good. It's it looks pretty good. It looks like a building collapsing. It in theaters, yeah, even blown up. It looks really, really good. Yeah, so we put the Sundance poster behind me <laughs> because we we had won the jury prize, the grand jury prize at Sundance in 2016, and we thought that we might get some blowback from the agency world. And we put that in as a joke at the last minute to be like, just remember we got, if you attack him, he's got these guys behind him. <laughs> that was kind of a funny joke. Jacqueline's unbelievable. Yeah, the scene is phenomenal. That joke about greed right there is so fun. Can I have one? And then she grabs a handful and I go, you'll do great here. It works. It's like the it square. Does. It looks yeah. like a Ruben Oslin film. We had the Pepto Pizball on the table behind yeah. me. Charlie insisted on putting that hula girl there. I was he was like, say, yeah, he wants girl. to be somewhere else. Yeah, of course. It's like the one scene where you have like a second to breathe after it's just been breakneck from yeah. the start. I and mean, then you think it's going to be calm. Yeah. Where it's like, it, like it, it's oh, weird. Okay. The, the power structures in the scene are, you think it's going to be a Weinstein kind of thing where it's like he's being like Tom Cruise and Eyes Wide Shut hitting on his assistant. And then, and then she completely yeah. shifts it by basically admitting that she's read his mail and that she knows what he's up to and it changes everything. And that's kind of the nature of the interviews that we've had with people in Hollywood is that the power is now going to the, the assistants rather than the owners, the, um, the bosses, because they have access to their emails. They know when they're lying. And all it takes is somebody leaking documents to two filmmakers um, to change that landscape. It's, uh, it's a house of cards. Oh, this moment. Did your wife sit on your face this morning? What'd you say? <laughs> like your little squint you do, it's, like checking it, your own At this brain. point, when you're watching it in a theater, everybody's so uncomfortable. They're like, it's did she so, say that? Yeah. They're like, I think she definitely said that. And then... <laughs> He's trying to close that door. Yeah, close, yeah, close that door. It's, it's really so just scrambling. grabbing at straws to try and. <laughs> you look over at my office. <laughs> You're just like, Dude, like, where you did she go? See that? Yeah, that's great. 
So we shot this stuff, and then we immediately went into the garage and shot the mea culpa of me screaming, the yeah. climax of the film. I think we had two cards of those made, and Charlie was like, we should get it done in one. We can, if you can like practice it, yeah. and nail it one. This is always the biggest laugh of the movie. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you're right. It's what everyone was thinking, and to just say it out loud. Yeah, it's like so a montage absurdly. of you're seeing me think about, did she say it? Could she have said it? Yeah. And like, it feels tasteful, and then immediately it cuts like a MacGruber joke. Nah, she said it. <laughs> it's just so like, yeah. And then we cut right yeah, back. Yeah, she's going like, to go confront her. Going into the office, there's Jacqueline. Yeah. Hey, I just got the curing started. They show up first thing in the morning. It's still dark out. But I mean, he's, he's like, oh, you're here early. I was like, like, he never comes. He in never comes early. in that early. No, of course. So not. he's got a bone to pick. Yeah. Hi, Maggie. Maggie <laughs> was Maggie. our production assistant on uh, Thunder Road, and uh, she went to uh, Missoula State, Missouri uh, College, and then drove down to Austin because she DM'd me and said, um, "I hear that you're shooting a Thunder Road feature in Austin in November. I'm driving down, and I'm going to work on your movie, and you can't stop me." And I was like, you, here's Natalie Metzger's email address. You can come work on our film anytime. Um, and then she became our really good friend. And she's an animator and a filmmaker in her own right. And now is working at Netflix doing animation. She's got a dream job. Yeah, it's awesome. She's amazing. But she crushed it. In this oh, my God. <laughs> and she delivers probably the most profound yeah. line in the movie. I spend 45 minutes shouting at my assistant... And then she goes, Hollywood. And it's such a great... Oh, this poor fucking yeah, girls, so man. Brutal. Ugh. So this is taken verbatim. Country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That fucking Joe Rogan line or whatever. <laughs> whatever you learned in that one. Yeah. Uh, but that's taken verbatim from an agent at one of the top four agencies in Hollywood. One of the assistants gave us testimony and said, this is exactly how he shouted it at an assistant down the hall from me. Mm-hmm. This is the hardest shot in the movie to get because I kept on corpsing the the line about Pepto Bismol. We must have shot it sixteen times. Love the Pepto line. You know the first goddamn thing about my personal life, and I am going to need new Pepto Bismol <laughs> because you have the realization like when you're face two, where you're like, oh, and I actually fuck, I need. To I do need Pepto Bismol because <laughs> you're like, otherwise I'm going to have diarrhea. And yeah, like, and there Maggie goes Hollywood. Hollywood. It's so it's fantastic. Is she shredding documents? Shredding documents. <laughs> Just putting Hollywood in a buzzsaw. Poor Jacqueline. Poor Maggie. Uh, these, we made the movie for them. These, ma- yeah, these male room shots are so funny. We made a horror movie about getting, the, getting, getting sexy male. <laughs> it's so unfrightening. <laughs> it's just like scary <laughs> shots in a male room. <laughs> it's like getting letters. The, the horror element. As if that's spooky. It's really funny. Oh, yeah, I drink Pepto-Bismol and smoke cigarettes in the car. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the guy Shit. checking me out. What is he doing over there? Jeff Martin. Here we go, Jeff Martin and Will Madden. Yeah, that's right. How are you? Hey, how are you? All of this Man, stupid I love shit. this lobby. I'm. It's so It cool, makes the movie. Cool we got to shoot here. Yeah. It's so funny. We we sent the movie to David Gordon Green, and uh, we told him the budget. He was like, "How how much you shoot?" And we told him the budget, and he goes, "What? What? Yeah. How'd you get that lobby? How'd you get that hotel lobby?" And I was like, "Yeah, that was the most expensive day. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, uh, was that was a crazy. But it was day. worth it." 
So this is a funny cameo. Will is one of my, Will has been in every one of my features. Uh, Will Madden on the right there. He also plays the Wolf of Snow Hollow. And <laughs> every time we screen the movie, sometimes people in the crowd will be like, "That's the werewolf." Why well, the werewolf is going to come out and get people? <laughs> it's really funny. Like, <laughs> why is he in the background? Subtle part. And he yeah. doesn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Martin, man, what a dude. Jeff bought. Jeff came on set and bought a DSLR, a Sony, and a iMac. Um, when he got back home, and throughout the pandemic, has made a short film every week, him and his wife, and it, it's like a sketch. It's like sometimes short, sometimes sketches, and they play all the parts, and he learned how to edit, and he learned how to shoot, and it's really crazy. I think he's on like yeah. short film 100 or something like that, 50, something like that. It's really wild. Yeah, and then he demeans me. <laughs> I spent 45 minutes telling you how big of a Hollywood agent you are. So good. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Just so subtly, just putting you down. I love that bit of him going, um, him going, uh, I go, are you in the film industry? And he goes, no. And it's such a great power shift of like, I know what you're doing. Yeah, he's like, you don't oh, think I know what you're doing? I'm not interested. Your bullshit is yeah. going to work here. Your Jedi mind tricks yeah. don't work on me. <laughs> <laughs> just to walk so away angrily. Sadly. And then this edit. So going from the lobby, just by my the, the transition, just yeah. by my head movement, all of that's planned. Of like PJ and I in the script are thinking like, well, how do we get this transition to work? We have twenty four hour access to the lead actor, so it's like, cool, let's just do it, and then have it seem like this guy's walking from the lobby with the same mindset into this other room, and it works. We did the same thing in Wolf's No Hollow um, for an edit, and it works. Cutting on action. Yeah. <laughs> So just clearly, clearly thinking about cocaine. Hey, do you have that? Do you have that thing? Yeah. Jerry Hudak, yep. Matt McManus, Matt McManus. Matt McManus, one of the directors of Block Island Sound. You know what I'm talking about? With <laughs> clearly APE cocaine. over your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love the APE logo. That's fucking great. Yeah, Charlie and Olivia, our, Chris. our art department. APE, Jesus. Never Bridge actually Stewart. say. Yeah. Yeah, it's always APE. It's never ape. Never say yeah. That's never what it's. That's not what it's called. Dude. Never out loud. <laughs> Those are doing. It's Brian things. Peralt. Yeah. In the background, yeah. holding the clipboard. Dan Peralt's little brother. You actor. can't really see it, but there was supposed to be yeah. like a plate of. So there's cocaine. cocaine he has a mirror, there. but then also at the beginning of that shot, where it whips <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, both of PJ and I's first scripts are That's in the right. trash can. This is right. a fun Easter egg, as if we sent the scripts to our agents yeah, and they, they just, just threw them it instantly. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the reinvention and space episode it's, one, it's and we right. like right before shooting, we're like, "Well, let's get started. Let's just put something in the trash it's can." Really funny. And so we yeah. wrote on the on it's the spine of the scripts. thing, yeah, these Nobody trash scripts. Nobody cared about. I hated this scene. For the longest time, I kept on trying your anger with this scene to cut it in the edit. Like they're they're looking for place card settings, and I I needed it though, man. I mean, we need it for jokes for later. We shot this in December. Yeah, it works. It works. I'm glad that it's in there now. But I remember on set being like, "We're gonna cut this scene," and you were like, "I don't think so, dude." Dude, we need like for specific narrative points and jokes to work. There for the place card settings that we have to do. That's and the, it also gets us to like, or I don't know. There's a lot, and also like we want to see more of Virginia. You have to have at, like, this yeah, is a pivotal at, scene of you lying to her again and your stressors and her being like, "All right, fuck you," because she's <laughs> off doing her thing, and like that kind of sets up her little side story going on. 
Here's Raymond checking out pictures of my brother and his boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's John Cummings. That's so funny. So funny. This was so much this fun. Great. Breaking plates. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so different. It's like, so this was steady cam. We kind of had to do it in order to get the movement right. And then we wanted to get like as close as possible. We wanted to do some like, I don't know, have this feel a little bit stylistically dissimilar in its action of like, it feels a bit like Ashes of Purest White or something like that. Well, and I mean, then, yeah. I mean, each of the murders kind of feel like their own little short, like kind of yeah. stylized they're, they're, a little Each murder is its own character, to yeah. quote David Gordon Green on Halloween Kills. Yeah. Oh, oh my man. God. The yeah. Michael Haneke blood splatter yeah. against the back there. You did a lot of post. <laughs> comping, on yeah. One. Comping on this, yeah. Yeah. I was like thinking about the physics of like blood dripping off of the head because that would be the, the lowest point. The first splatter is so yeah, good. And the great. sound effect too. And then the gardener is running away in the background. Uh, Doug Choi, one of our executive producers, read the script and was like, why didn't she immediately call her lawyer? Like if you kill someone and you're very wealthy, yeah. that's what you would do. And uh, I was like, yeah, of course. That's, yeah. That has to go in. Fuck <laughs> soda. Uh, okay. <laughs> we had to fight to, to keep this shot in as long as it is, where it's like we're just holding on PJ awkwardly in this restaurant, but it feels like a good transition of like for the first lot. time. Yeah. yeah, that's right. She walks away. It's actually Natalie Metzger, our producer. <laughs> Sorry, Natalie. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, this scene it's, turned out great. Oh, it's great, this man. Is, these yeah, these scenes are so pivotal to give so much of the. Yeah, we did the kind of fun Scorsese overhead light the table, and then you get all this bounce thing. So yeah, we shot this the same night that we shot the other restaurant scene with Jesse Barr. This was the last scene we shot of principal. That's right. Photography that was that's right. wrapped at like five six a.m. Yeah, that's right. That's Matt Miller all the way in the background. We needed somebody to be at a long table over there, and he was just doing emails. He was for be the there movie anyway. He didn't even know we were shooting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're up. Dude, that was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. You free So PJ and I always talk about Tyler Perry and Gone Girl, where like he yeah. gets to be the comic relief when the audience is thinking, this guy's insane. Like, what is this? What is this letter envelope? What is this system? And then PJ gets to vocalize yeah. all of that later in the movie. And then everybody's like, thank God somebody's saying it. <laughs> it's like, dude, this is ludicrous. Well, let's what stay focused. Doing? Yeah, like, like the standing <laughs> up and walking away. It's so weird. It's great. It's fun. Dude, and then you think about all the other stuff, like, you know, do your, does your building have security cameras? Like, it was probably, there's no stamp. Sure you thought about that. And then <laughs> I didn't think about didn't any think of this. And then, the and then obvious and steps. Then I say that I had thought about the security cameras, and then you see me go to check out the security <laughs> yeah, cameras. <laughs> the first thing you anything. do, you're like, why the fuck didn't I go check the security, yeah, the building cameras, you fucking idiot. <laughs> why didn't you just take the mask off? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the most obvious I, question. I don't know, I was like, terrified, dude. I, I, dude I'm scared there, of women. Man. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah, cutting the close-up for that. And then hand gesture with movement. It was so much fun. Shoot. So this is like, yeah, a block away from our offices. PJ and I would go here every day to write, basically. Yeah. We'd like leave at 3 p.m. and have a glass of wine and talk shop about where we were going to shoot it, how we would shoot it. And there are times we're like, oh, we could just literally shoot it here. Yeah. And then we just started acting out the scenes out loud. Right. And then that became the writing of the movie. Yeah. 
just there's Natalie <laughs> these again. These two idiots dealing with this insane <laughs> letter service situation. Checking out her butt. Yeah. I didn't realize how extreme that. No, is. I hold on it for like a stupid long time. Yeah, and I'm and I'm talking about like <laughs> I can't else. even help it. Like, yeah, <laughs> no idea where the letter came from. It's just like. Just like and a then the CAA the joke. Everybody laughs in Hollywood and in France. Everybody laughed at that joke. It's yeah. a very quiet one. We almost didn't get to keep it in the movie. Um, but he goes, uh, "Nope, this is CAA." He blames yeah. CAA for the letter service. This is like a honey trap that they're trying to set up for us. Um, but it works. I feel like if you're paying attention, it's yeah. it's funny. You talking about your wife killing you? Yeah. Also funny. We shot Marty Hart's Katie here. That's right. <laughs> So PJ is the lead in a short film that we made called Marty Hearts Katie, and the entire I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The entire I just thought of that film yeah, takes place in this restaurant. In the same part of the restaurant too. Yeah. How funny. Marty's return. Marty's return. Yeah. Yeah, I, dude, the B-roll shots work, man. Yeah, it's like, good. Just good transitional, like just moving us around the city because now we're getting into the noir yeah. engine detective so stuff. So this is Brian Casterly. He is our office manager. He's also in Cretia and a good friend. And uh, he came into audition for this part. And I was like, I just have to demean you. I just have to make you look stupid. And he was like, all right, all right yeah, let's do it. And oh my he God. was so funny. <laughs> he goes, what happened? Yeah, he goes... <laughs> You're a police officer. Oh my, oh my god. He just totally like so buys obviously it. not a, Yeah. Like you live in the building. Like you know, it's not like you're some yeah, stranger. Yeah. You never see me walking He has out. all your paperwork of like. This is Amar, man. He's fucking great. After the movie wrapped, Amar got us these two purple director's chairs. And they're really cool. They're here. This might. This is. I mean, I know, the mea culpa is obviously incredible, but this shot is probably my favorite performance of yours. This was day five of the production, and we got this shot, and it was like two or three takes in of this thing. We wanted it to feel like uncut gems, basically. Um, and PJ, after we wrapped this thing, like as soon as, basically the last frame this, of this shot, this shot I stop and I yeah. look over at PJ, and I was like, that was pretty good. And then and he's, okay. like, he's like, that's the best acting right. you've done in the movie. <laughs> like, that's by far the best I've seen you so far in this film. So thank God. Oh my God, I'm such an asshole. It's really good. It's so Just nail ugly. every beat of it. It's so ugly. I'm so awful in this. It's just so desperate. Sad. It's like just, ultimate, like Karen. Like this is yeah, this is like to, to do this is just to people who are. It's so ugly, and that's what these people are. I mean, in many cases, but somebody was asking me like, who are the majority of the agents that people complain about? And that video of that dude tackling that or headbutting that guy at the restaurant yeah. in the suit. They're yeah. like, it's a lot oh, like that guy. Yeah. Ugh. That viral video of that yeah, dude in the restaurant sure, headbutting sure, sure. the server, Insanity, and then the rich and pedestrian. Asshole, yeah, yeah, it's like that's who these agents are. Yeah. It's like everybody that we interviewed were like, yeah, that that related yeah. to, to that hit home. Horror movie, the mailroom. And Brian movie. and I this close to each <laughs> other. That the was room. that was the server room at Vanishing yeah. Angle, so, and then we just set up iPhones to fake the security camera footage. Oh my god! I'm not violent. Not violent. It's coming out of the bushes like a, like a squirrel. <laughs> oh, it's so mean, man. Julio, dude. Julio Trinidad. So he's an actor in New York, and I was, he was the best person for the part. He like he like we had a wide casting net for the thing, and uh, and he was great. But he lived in New York, and I was like, I could you do it? We'll pay for your ticket. And he came out. I think it was for like three days or something like that. Not too long. 
but just this moment is so authentic. Yeah, he's so, so sad. This poor guy. Ugh. Just the fucking white privilege of like, I'm gonna look into this. All that ugly fucking dialogue of like what these people say on the street. Um, Scott Parkin, here we go. Scott's been in like so many of our short films, and we cast him basically to be Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in this, yeah. In this scene, this guy who murdered his wife, and then we try to make it seem. I, I love that stuff of like the two conversations that are happening at once. It's always my favorite of like having the surface level conversation of the pleasantries, and then there's really darkness under the surface. The audience catches the darkness immediately. Most people are media literate. And this stuff, he says, you know, he's handing out flyers, which is a lie. And then my character's like, oh, why did he lie about that? Yeah. He's like, why oh, he knows he? about the Purple Envelope service, and he killed his wife because of it. And then I, <laughs> it's, like, and a I, cocker sp- and it's a cocker spit. It's a Dalmatian. And then, yeah, and then I've so gotten into the... Now deep. I have to lie to the daughter. Yeah. That's goofy. Oh, keep an eye out for your dog. And then he says, go back inside. And then he's going to... Come to my car. Oh, he's spooky. <laughs> really goofy and yeah. jump in the rose bush. And then, yeah, takes a picture of my license plate. This is how it happens. And then you, you don't realize when you go in and be an asshole to people that yeah. there are repercussions for your yeah. actions. There's scary people out there that aren't going to put up with your shit. This is one of my favorite shots. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just so, so well lit. It looks like yeah, a giallo oh, yeah. film. Looks gorgeous. First scene we shot. That's right. Day one, shot one was the 360. Yeah. It was the hardest technical shot in the movie. Ah, and it was the first <laughs> The first one we did. It's Matt Miller in the background again. <laughs> doing emails. And, and Benjamin Wiesner in the all the way back. Um, this is Braden, who is uh, one of our associate producer's sons. He was 17, and we got him to come and play a bartender. Um, and we kind of had to sneak him in because obviously he's not 21. But he's from Lake Charles, Louisiana. And he was perfect for this yeah, part. You feel great. so bad for him. This is what people always say. They're like, oh, this is like uh, Jim and PJ do the social network. Yeah. It's like, social network's way cooler than this. And also, like, this, ours is goofy. You social know? network, but also, like, the Hall Downey Jr. Zodiac scene in the bar talking right? about when sure. he gets the blue drinks. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The Boy Scout? Yeah. Eagle like, Scout? Kind of breaking yeah. down. So, yeah, this was the first shot that we got in the movie. It's like before we knew that the movie was going to be any good, we were like nervous and trying to nail this monologue. And it was your biggest talking. Yeah. It was like the most right dialogue the you had. I was so nervous going into day one and I was having to do all this stuff. A lot of this, we had to comp out um, shadows. So I had to like do Photoshop files of when we pass the characters back so that the neon wasn't leaving a shadow on, on their backs. Um, I really don't like that in movies. It always just seems... Cop out. Like the color scheme is so. Yeah. This was the most giallo. This was like. Because it's all neon. It was all real neon. And then Charlie Texter went in with Ken, and then they used like black wrap and um, aluminum foil to cover up the light so that it would work functionally. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's a cool way to have this big exposition dump about the letter service and the data scraping. All of this is real. Because it is kind of a transitional scene. I mean, we like at this point, you just know he gets letters, but you don't know how or why. Or... Yeah. Here comes Braden with the glasses. <laughs> You're so mean to him. 
I'm on a roll, man. Don't interrupt me. Can I get you? No, please <laughs> fuck off. And then the way he looks back at you. And I'm like, yo, right, catch right. your eyes again. Yeah, I'm like, all right, because like, I can. Because he, he looks so sad. He's so he's like, oh, I'm still <laughs> worried about him. Like, look at him like, fuck. I'm sorry. There's man. a lot going I'm on. I'm sorry. Yeah. This stuff is so cool. I I love this stuff. This feels a lot like burning, where it's like locked yeah. off, following someone in a bar space, like that scene where she's um, pantomiming peeling the orange. It's like we wanted it to feel like that. It should be this. You can't take your eyes off these characters. They're the main focus of the thing, but then there's all of this other, like, kind of diegetic light behind them. Um, it feels like you're in a real space. Wide-angle close-ups. It's my favorite. Man, so much of this, it's like, it doesn't cost much to do this. I just want to keep making movies and, like, do scenes like this. Yeah, so fun. Yeah, I mean, these are the fun scenes. I mean, that's why... I mean, we kind of started writing these scenes because it was the two of us getting to do this, like, weird, spooky, detective-style comedy. And then I break bad there and accuse you of doing it. And I'm like, you can't even trust your friends in this world of talent talent agents. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right, dude. All right, man. I'm like, I'm here helping you. Here we go. idiot. And then we and then we see Malin Bar again, and you're like, "Oh, that Swedish scene! I completely forgot the movie started with <laughs> oh, this God. graphic violence." That was, that was and then we have this painting of a naked woman yeah. and her butt right oh, next right to my right head, right head. over my so, me yeah. in the background. Yeah, neon it's like, butt. It's like yeah. beer. It's like Schlitz yeah. or Budweiser, and then this a butt what, in the background. That's what this guy. That's how his brain works. Yeah, all this weird <laughs> naked paintings throughout the movie with you. Yeah, we had to cut. As one of the only big scenes that we cut, we had PJ talk about Oppenheimer, and uh, it's actually the tail end of the shot. It was supposed to be this long take of him giving this monologue about what happened when he split the atom, and uh, it was a really beautiful and poignant scene. But because this next scene is a lot of dialogue long, and a long take, long shot, yeah. it was feeling like it was doing both at the same time, and so yeah. we cut PJ's and put in yeah, this other stuff. And also, it was not. The, you, it, I don't miss it, like narratively. Yeah, we didn't need it. I mean, yeah, you just didn't want me to upstage you in the movie, and that was starting to always was starting. Not just in this one. Like that scene was was becoming troublesome to you. <laughs> well, I was the editor. So yeah, that's right. So you're like, at the end of the day, his acting is too good in this. He's starting to upstage cut me. It. Yeah, cut it. Can't can't have badly. You gotta <laughs> you gotta shut him up. Shut him. Cut him down. Cut. Cut it out. <laughs> Constantly saying he's too good. Cut. Cut. He's, his acting's too good. This was a lot this of fun. This is the fun noir stuff. Yeah. The spooky, dark APE with a drink. I think how beautiful it is. It's gorgeous, it's like, man. Yeah. It is a step up in our, Just our the, abilities. I mean, yeah. This stuff and then stepping into the shadow and I'm like super dark and yeah, like, you sure it wasn't that's, you? Yeah, this is the cool spooky shit. What a sad horny lost man this guy <laughs> yeah, just is. like literally to the point where he's just calling, calling his recent college. LinkedIn connections <laughs> Because you're so desperate, you're so stupid. So you're just getting drunk at the office, calling a recent LinkedIn contact who you like, sort of maybe used to see back in, in college. Like, in college, yeah, it's just like, just gross. <laughs> I could have sworn it was you. Yeah, you added me on LinkedIn recently. Yeah. It's Sad. so pathetic. 
Sadly, something we both could have done in our lives. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's like calling, Mistakes we've all calling made. Calling old flames hey. of desperation. Yeah. It's like, yep. And then, dude, this moment, my sister is in business and does the kind of corporate doublespeak thing and like knows that really well. And here I sneak in one of the, I'm excited. We're all excited. Uh, yeah. And it, it's so funny. I'm just like, why does he say that? Why does he feel the need why to say that? Why does he talk like this? Like, it's... Emphasizing something that sadly we all do. We're all guilty of the corporate double speak, but when you hear it done like this, it just makes you cringe. And slipping it in when I'm talking about something completely different. <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh, congratulations not... on the engagement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Now, yeah, bye now. Check it. <laughs> Every time he says goodbye, he he says it that way. He goes, "Oh yeah, okay, great, yeah, okay, bye now, take care." Yeah. And we even put it in, in the end uh, narration of like me leaving the voicemail. <laughs> yeah, the voice like he's it. even shitty at okay. saying goodbye in a voicemail. Okay, great, yeah, bye now, take, take care. care. <laughs> like he just doesn't even realize he's doing it. Hey, Jacqueline, perfect timing. I'll take care. Yeah, I'm gonna pay for it. I'm gonna pay for it. I'm gonna pay for it. It's great. He is. Here we go. Yeah, like, yeah, putting those trends in. Before every murder, it's, it's, it's either Virginia being like, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and like, immediately, I'm going to pay for it. a murder, yeah. In the new movie, we were we just are. talking about that. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, it's best not to worry about that. And then immediately, <laughs> yeah. that becomes yeah. a big deal. It's really it's funny. Just, oh, Joy Sunday, man. So Joy Sunday uh, is one of our favorite actresses. We are so lucky to work with her. Amy Renee, our casting director, was like, I think she could do it. And she taped for it and did a phenomenal job. And we completely changed the scene, basically, um, where it's mainly her scene. It was like, we we were thinking about it being this crosstalk, more conventional editing. And instead, because you feel for her so much, we decided to do the kind of like Michael Haneke thing and just hold on her while her husband is choking to death uh, violently. I mean, it is her power dynamic. I mean, yeah. by saying nothing, just owning all the power in the scene. And she's so good. We shot her second because Keats was much more complicated with like camera moves and um, Italian and stuff like that. We ended up shooting her for the second half of the scene. And I think we only did three takes with her, or two yeah. takes. It was like, oh, yeah, no, this is the movie now. This is, she's done. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, cold-blooded, man. Poisoning your husband's vape and then waiting yeah. for him to smoke it. Laying the blanket down from y'all's honeymoon so he doesn't fuck up the couch. It's funny, too, that he he's trying to get her to go away with <laughs> go away with him, knowing, like, all right, some shit went down. Yeah, he thinks he's going to get away with yeah. it. Yeah. And then, and then I love that little performance of Keith's of, like, oh, you're... Oh, you want to smoke? You never yeah, smoked. And then we know why. Oh, it's it's great, man. This is very gone girl style coloring yep, too. Yeah. Yep. It feels like what a house looks like with no lights on during the day. Yeah. It yeah. That's really nice. And dusk. Yeah, he actually hit the ground there and when it hit the floorboard, <laughs> we put in yeah, and we yeah. put in the sound of like a bong. Yeah. It's like kind of loud metal metallic thing as if he's hitting the table i love this and then it goes into my stupid face i was like (laughs) oh man and you're like back with this idiot this is the fun part and then i go no it's not (laughs) this might be like the best scene yeah it's like favorite just from pure so pj and me and ken 
uh, were on set doing this. We probably shot it 12 times. We shot it a bunch of different ways, performance-wise and stuff like this. And this was probably shot 11. And then we went wild cards for the last few. But this is all one shot. This whole scene, this Vietnamese cooking class is all one shot. And the way that the camera moves, it feels like Tess. It feels like this wide-angle close-up and it's on several different like gyroscopic movements where you're like, how is the camera moving this smoothly, but it's also locked off and stabilized? Um, and then you can get very close to the actors and focus on, it's my favorite way to shoot a scene. And so after getting it like this and editing it for the last you know few years, PJ and I are like, we want every scene of our yeah, next few movies to yeah. be like this. We like, have to shoot like this for a, a lot more stuff because it's just so fluid and interesting and... And like the focus pulls to Jesse yeah. doing the fight, like it, it it's, feels you're still with these characters in the foreground. It's like weird attention tennis between all the different and like so much happening. And, but fluid, it feels yeah. so crafted. It feels it's like really, Parasite or yeah. something like that. And yeah, and then this, just the, the movement over, my character steps closer to her, and then it becomes this like it feels like a cinematic close up two shot. Like it feels so like, much more cinematic yeah. than like this is what we should be striving to do as much as possible to tell like a complex scene story yeah if you don't see more cinematography like this in our future movies yeah. we've failed yeah yeah we blew it and <laughs> dude yeah. virginia it's so good it must be absolutely exhausting pretending uh, to be you just right down the barrel and then she goes back to cooking and we bring <laughs> cooking in stupid mozart's yeah. lacrimosa yeah. the saddest most powerful song yeah. in the and world now they're gonna go away together uh-huh. uh, Oh, it's great, man. That... But I will be available. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He says he's going to go scout uh, <laughs> venues for the wedding, but I will be available. <laughs> like, basically still... to be like, okay, yeah, great. Bye, yeah, I care. should be focusing on that, but... Uh, yeah, that was so much dynamic. fun. Shot this a month uh, later. Yeah, December, in December. All, all of this stuff. Terrence Malick stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, the Malick shot, part of the movie. The, yeah, yeah, when it becomes a Terrence Malick movie, um, that's what we shot in December. This is me on Letterboxd. So anybody listening on Letterboxd, this is how I feel uh, about having a Letterboxd account. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like I'm, there's a crowd of people around me at all times judging me, uh, you know, waiting to see me slip up so they can tar and feather me. And I also feel like sometimes I'm misled and everybody is saying that they like something and then I watch it and I'm like, I guess it's good. I think it's good. Instead of actually watching the film and asking myself if I really like it. Um, <laughs> It was actually about infiltrating the guy's mindset yeah, sure. and how it feels yeah. to be in 2020 or 2019. But since we're here. But yeah. since we're here. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it works. It's, it does. Uh, it's right. And I love all of you. Yeah. And I do read the reviews. <laughs> I like to know the audience. It is good to know. It is good to I know. I have been combing through for the past few months every time there's a new batch. It's always interesting it's so to see great. what people are thinking. It's so great. It's and helpful. It's, it's very helpful. It's helpful. It's, it's very it helpful. It's very helpful. And it also it helps, helps the guy learn. to know the audience. Like, yeah. like uh, Hitchcock would do that too. It's like watching the film with an audience, asking them what they thought about it. It's yeah. like gauging where they are on the roller coaster. It's yeah. very I important. I understand people who say they don't read. Like you have to read what your audience is thinking. It's the only way you learn and evolve. As or a to make things and, better. And yeah, to tell what stories people want to hear and help you tell them better. You have to. And maybe don't slap a corpse at the end of a film. <laughs> yeah, people get mad about it. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. This is great. Virginia shouting at me. Smoking the city, yeah. Be honest oh, with yeah. me. You're not honest. This always... This is not one of your fake relationships. I am your fiancé. Fucking engage this, with this me. This always got Jim's fiancé, Julia, very upset when we were in oh, the this, edit. This Every poor, time we were cutting this Poor scene, girl. Julia yeah. got very upset. 
And then I'm pathetic. Are you coming yet? I'm coming. You push me up the trail. You're like <laughs> you're halfway down this hill. Such a look, fake you look, complaint. Look, 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 you want to run the other way. All of this stuff, this like montage of cooking, I'm stealing from Kresha for sure. Yeah. Like the the stepdad making the smoothies. Dude, Ken is so suave. That same camera move from the third shot yeah, of the movie, just sneaking up I'm on Christian and Malin like, like over the counter. His own setup and payoff. And the knife oh, is man. still there. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they're freaked out. Still, like, right. you also have no idea. Like at this point in the movie, you have no idea. The audience is like, wait, he's gonna, she's gonna kiss him. Like, what is this? What is this? Like, how has she yeah. not learned the lesson? Yeah, we didn't have a microphone on that, so I had to do the kissing sounds into my elbow. <laughs> Right there, yeah. actually. And there's like knives around. Like, is she gonna? Kill yeah, is she gonna kill this guy? Does she like, know? What does she know? And then it's like this weird this carnal. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Game of Goth, Thrones or something. Gothic, like <laughs> romance. Yeah. And then this shot is insane. Yeah. Like, crawling across the carpet. You'd have the head, like so camera on a fire, gimbal like on a dolly coming out of the back of your head, and then this tilt up, up with the, the bloom, the like anamorphic bloom on the thing. Slap. She slaps the shit out of me. Oh, and a weird halo, and then the grab dude, onto the, all of this. It's so you know, cool. And that I was very cinematic. Shot, and the big, like Tchaikovsky choir. Yeah, <laughs> it's like spooky and you also don't know where it's going yeah just like virginia is fucking hilarious Russia. to yeah. lean into this and and be like yeah we're gonna do the sex scene but it's actually gonna be a fight scene and it's gonna be hilarious if you're watching it with an audience and it, she thought of that of like the licking of wow. the neck because she was like that feels like what a wolf would do of like the wolf is like i'm gonna lick your neck and i'm not gonna kill you and then she like chokes herself out i'm so confused it's like terrifying power struggle asserting dominance over this guy we end it like going back to me after she screams screams so loud and then because to me i'm like i've never seen who's this person (laughs) (laughs) okay so after that we moved up to virginia and she screamed one last time and then she just laughed in the middle of it it was like we had been doing this for the last like minute and a half it was like how long is the scene gonna be yeah it was really funny yeah and then this Your moment of like, man, this my wife is my fiance is insane. It was like <laughs> laughing. Oh, yeah, she probably she I gave her good oh, reason to be. Yeah, she married me. And then it's quite lovely. Yeah, beautiful like, flickering lean light on each other, just both thinking about their crazy lives together. And then this is this was the moment Danny Madden loved, like transitioning uh, yeah, from. Yeah. It looks like it's still Big Bear uh, or like Arrowhead, and then we pull up. And uh, then, uh, it goes from the sound of like birds to then like bust brake screeches. Like, oh god, we're back in Hollywood. Gross, Fuck this gray place. Hills, brown. Uh, you're gonna make fun of somebody for faking enthusiasm for their job. It's it's pretty demeaning. It's like pretty bad. We're excited. We're all excited. Here we go. Here's the Hitchcock moment. Yep. She wouldn't have gasped and looked down had she not recognized him. It had to be her. That was a fake person that crossed. It was actually a picture of a friend of mine that I comped, and I made it look like it was a waitress walking, and then we put in the sounds of footsteps. Cut to wide-angle handheld. This stuff is so much fun. It's so tense. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Olivia's great. This is Ryan Nilsson. He was an intern of ours and a production assistant. 
and a good friend. He's also uh, has a cameo in Wolf of Snow Hollow for a second, but we put him in this because he doesn't have any dialogue, and we knew that he was gonna like speak for the audience in their discomfort of like and watching him throughout the scene. And Evan Haig, Evan Haig runs Fun Lab for us at Vanishing Angle. And as a filmmaker in his own right, and had always been dying to act in the movie, I was like, "Let's have him play Tom." And he's great. He's so good. Oh, That's poor Olivia. That's PJ's dad. My dad. That's Paul. <laughs> That's right. Walking up. That moment is so uh, great. You y'all can go. And, and then Ryan looks over like, "What?" <laughs> he he he's not fucking with us. Yeah. And then, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, it's just brutal. it's so great. For filmmakers out there, you can just like set up these shots, and then as long as the eye line is perfect, yeah. as long as like it looks like they're looking at each other, you can have an entire scene with just, or like you don't have to have dialogue. You can just have them look at each just, other, and if the eye line works, it it tells the emotion of the characters. It's great. I think I need you to go wait in the car. Ugh. That moment gets people to go. Oh, yeah, it's just God. Like you guys finally made up a little bit, or seemed to. Right back to it. It's like something about right. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's work. Ugh. I'm gonna walk right out of here. I'm not leaving. How does it work? Do you even know? Are you a prostitute? It's so <laughs> awful. And it's silent. It's so quiet. You hear the police sirens in the background. Yeah. Angel and Skyler. There's a Skyler from Wolf of Snow Hollow. Officer Gutierrez makes a comeback. <laughs> oh, Olivia's so good. Like, All of that stuff, like doing? the small head movements yeah. of like, you get such an idea. They're having an entire conversation just by eye contact and body language. Fuck. Of course she's going. Of course she leaves. <laughs> this was shot outside of the Vietnamese cooking class. Yeah. Uh, right before we shot that scene because this was the only street that we had locked down. We wanted it to feel a bit like uncut gems on a busy street. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And I say that line about female writers and <laughs> diversity is really, in right, really in right now. <laughs> it's God. Dude, uh, we've heard worse. Yeah, like, I with, mean, with not, agent I mean, testimony, whatever, yeah. it's like, it is so much uglier. Look, this is what people are into right now. They're really pushing a diversity Diversity. Thing, so it's, we got to lean into that. It's so awful. That was Ben. Yeah, Ben Wiesner. That was his cameo carrying the two pictures. This is uh, this is our friend Kevin McManus's baby, May McManus. This is her feature film debut. She crushed it. And she was the she was the mascot. She was the MVP that day. Oh yeah. So <laughs> shot. That's my favorite shot in the whole movie. It never comes back, but it's a wife clearly <laughs> beating so up her weird. husband's car. And it's everybody so laughs stupid. at it, where it's like they immediately get that this is like the whole neighborhood's falling apart because of this purple envelope thing. But uh, our producers are like, "Are you sure we need this? Are we sure? Because it's going to cost us 125 bucks or whatever it is, yeah, uh, just to do this thing with the car." And I was like, "It's worth it. Let's just do it. I'll pay yeah. for it." Yeah, I had to do it. And that was something me the world falling apart. You needed that. The nitrous. There's Dustin. Yes, Dustin Han. <laughs> Dustin is one of our best friends and. Uh, co-writer of so many projects and we always cast him as this incompetent character but he's so good at it he's really good at it oh that bit the ulcer line yeah, is one of my favorite three line jokes thing, uh yeah. you want to call me no thanks i have an ulcer <laughs> immediately goes into the next scene 
Yeah, man. At this point, the movie's just I flying. Yeah, it's like you like it breakneck to the end again. And then we get to do. Like we start off so fast and then end the last like twenty thirty minutes so fast. I love this scene. This is the fun noir letter stuff. Yeah, it's like Chinatown. Yeah. Like yeah, detective pornography of getting the getting the information. Oh man, Jeff Markle. Oh man, phenomenal. So pro. Yeah, he actually is a pro. He he like came in true pro and had some tough dialogue and just it's like, a lot. No it's big like deal. numbers and stuff and just seems so authentic as the head of this it's great paper company. We yeah. are so lucky to have the cast that yeah. we do. I have to thank Amy Renee. Yeah. Dustin, so goofy. He plays his dad so good too. Just yeah, like, yeah. My stupid son. My stupid son working for my company. <laughs> Give him the fucking paperwork. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. You're finally good at lying. You're finally getting what Pretending you to be like a federal you, agent. Yeah, watching you get better. I named the name of Johnny PayPal. No, no, it's not a real name. Everybody laughs at that. Everybody yeah, knows that Johnny it's, PayPal it's is absurd. not a real name. And how did he not? Yeah, and Dustin is oh, so certain. He goes, I'm sorry. Like, yes, here's some information to help you, officer. He's like, yeah, I'm going to help you out big time. This isn't fucking... And he's... That looks like obstruction of justice to me. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> He's so incompetent. It's great. It's so funny. Purple Dustin envelope. needs to be a leading man. He can do it. He just always gets cast in these bit parts and... Uh, it's it's sad. We always bully him into doing bits, and he's very he's very, very good, good at his it. bits. It's very but, funny. You know, Bill Hader is a leading man in Barry and in Trainwreck. It's like yeah. there's no reason he can't transition. Somebody cast Dustin Hahn. Maybe I should be talking to us. Maybe we should bully <laughs> Dustin into. I still say bully. We should bully yeah. him into being a leading man. Yeah. This moment is so much fun. Police officers carry cards. I'm a federal agent. Wow. wow. <laughs> he believes so it. So impressed. Here we go. Fucking close encounters shot. Yeah. Of running in, stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. We tried to like make it real. We tried to do through, as like much how you would actually track research his address. Had to give find an address for his EIN. For his LLC number. Johnny PayPal. Basement. It's uh, and then we had yeah, we ADR'd that bit of me going basement. Yeah. And then there, there he is. is. <laughs> the yeah, there he is. is. There's yeah. my guy. There Using he is. It in the detective in a, mode. In a spooky way. It's yeah. so funny to Bruce. see it to see it in a screenplay format of that line coming up, there you know, 80 minutes into the movie, like 70 minutes into the movie. There he is. Hot fuzz style <laughs> delivery. This is Ivan Bernal. He's in Marty Hart's Katie as well. Oh yeah. He's an actor and oh, is yeah. so funny. He's just, and then cleaning up he, still. He saw yeah. it. He came to watch it in the theater a few weeks ago um, in Pasadena, and he was like, "I didn't realize you kept in that stuff that I was whispering in Spanish." <laughs> I was like, "Is it bad?" And he was like, "It's pretty industrial." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. speak Spanish, so I just let him go yeah, off. Yeah, it sounded. It good. sounded fine. Yeah. yeah, he was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't have put that. I wouldn't have kept that in." But uh, yeah, very very funny. He goes, "The Spanish speakers will love it." Good. So that shot, okay, so let's go through it. So that shot of the house was shot in Pasadena. This was shot in my driveway yeah. during the pandemic. I got my camera out and PJ pulled focus and we got that quick shot of me in the car. This is shot in Lake Arrowhead <laughs> of the bathroom because it was the only bathroom like that had a sliding thing that you could window. climb into. Everything yeah. else, the window was too small to climb into. So this shot is Lake Arrowhead. 
little spooky red. Yeah, the music you can hear just in the background, some dripping and stuff. This <laughs> is the apartment. Uh, this was Ben Wiesner's apartment right next to Vanishing Angle offices. This is where PJ and I rehearsed the movie in this big open yeah. space. And it's supposed to be That's all right. one location. And it works because Ken Wales put that light, that same light outside. That was the light that he used for Malin and Christian to like yeah. give the kicker on the side of their head right. um, outside. Kevin Changaris, man. <laughs> Wacko. Johnny PayPal. Johnny PayPal. The man, the myth, the legend. In the screenplay, we refer to him as the creature. It yeah. wasn't Johnny PayPal, and then we've started calling him Johnny yeah, PayPal. Yeah, he's Johnny PayPal now. Bookcase. Love this shot. This is still Ben's apartment. Homage to the basement behind the bookshelf I used to live in. It's true. <laughs> Where you wrote Thunder Road. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. BJ used to live in a basement that had a bookshelf, bookshelf door. That, that he built, that we built. Yeah. yeah, this is the fun, spooky stuff. Yeah. yeah. And just like the best song in the movie too. Kind yeah. Of yeah, so this song, everybody's been asking what it is. Uh, and it's actually from the APM library, and we found it, and I was like, I think we could do this, and we just loop this one part yeah. and take out the high end and the high hats yeah. and just have it be this thing. It's weird. It, it's the total tone of this moment, yeah, like spookiness. Awesome. Yeah, so he's got like a million dollars in the bank account, scraping data. That's actually the algorithm on the wall. Oh, this is the Vanishing Angle offices. So this is across the hall, Charlie Texter and Stephen Dudrow. Um, our production designer and set builder built this out in like a three-day period to make it look like a basement. And we only shot one side of it on the 180, yeah. uh, so it looks convincing. But this is where we were having production meetings for the movie. It felt like a studio. We were able to kind of build yeah, sets. Yeah, cool. They did a hell get, of a job. They did a man. fucking awesome. hell of a job. It looks unbelievable. And you buy it as being on the ground. <laughs> Weirdest basement and then the so fan of the opera outfit behind them yeah, and the so weird the poster so we cast kevin changaris he plays officer bow in the wolf of snow hollow the guy i beat up in that too um oh this is when i slammed my leg we had to yeah. stop production because i slammed the chair into my knee and ice it for 45 minutes um Kevin's so funny. so funny. Uh, there's an actor named Ryan Masson that we auditioned for this part who is one of my favorite actors. He is so, so, so talented. And he was very close to getting it. And then Kevin came in and did it, and we realized it had to also be kind of funny. It had yeah, to be... Kind of goofy and, yeah, just this... It had to be like Peter Sellers being yeah, the bad guy. Sure. Because the way just that we like, were doing it, it was like partially funny and goofy, where, you know, when you're watching The Matrix, um, you know, Agent Smith is so amazing, but you've seen him play, you know, insane characters yeah, in the past, sure. and it's kind of funny. It's like, to watch Hugo Weaving do that part is... kind of this, like, loser guy who, yeah, comes up with this huge algorithm, but just, I mean, that's kind of the internet. <laughs> it's just kind of... Yeah. Like, that's like, <laughs> as powerful as it is, there's All a lot over of the goofballs that are, you know, can, that are funny. Yeah, and but scary. These yeah, small moments like, of like the sound, the like echoing sound of the, the hard, hard drives, drives yeah. and then we're like we're next to a subway. Like, what is this sound? This insulated basement and is very spooky. To hold on that long take of you didn't get the third letter. What do you come down here? Blow me? Fuck. fuck. No. <laughs> fuck. <Yeah. laughs> it's it's like, great. He great cadence. It was. Yeah. yeah. It was exactly. What, 
Yeah, yeah, we wrote it. It shouldn't look this good. Yeah, it's, cool. it's really ridiculous that it looks this good. Oh, oh fucking hard drives. Weird light in the back. It's awesome. Yeah, we stole that from. Um, what is it? Uh, I saw the devil. It was like a bunch of Korean horror movies that we were like, oh, you can get that low, and then you have these like tungsten lights hanging above, and it creates this bloom, and you color it, and it looks spooky. I mean, obviously, old boy coming up with a hammer, yeah, beating somebody up with a hammer. Scary it's like painters. It's difficult to whatever, yeah. to sneak away from Korean horror. Do you, would you mind? <laughs> yeah, so, he groans. I had to do all of his ADR because yeah. it was during the pandemic. I had to do like the whoa, okay, setting up. And then we simulate the like, for this next shot, he clicks on the thing. And then we do the same camera angle that we do when my pants come off in the hotel room. Like him finally launching yeah. the full thing. And all this actual code and everything written by Jerry Hudak. Yeah, that's right. So our buddy Jerry built this program to run in Python to connect people. And actually in this next shot, yeah, you can see, see the, the algorithm. algorithm. So for a second there, Fine. if you freeze frame that, that's how you'd actually do it. If you want to do the verbal envelope system. And PJ and I purposely put it in because it's like, we're not going to do it. But if somebody wanted to... If someone wants to figure out how to do this ladder service, go for it. Yeah, there's there's the blueprint. Yeah, there's your Easter egg. Um, Kevin is so funny in this scene. You should be kissing my asshole. It's like, he's scary, but it's so <laughs> ludicrous what he's saying. He's just, yeah, just a wacko. Yeah. The power shifts. He, like, yeah, stands up. sure. Like, probably has a broken arm, and he's still, yeah, like... Yeah, he just got he inter- shit with a hammer. He says, he, says, but, uh, he says, I don't have to look pretty on the internet. Yeah, it's like, right. this guy's been wearing a suit the whole movie. Yeah. There's this shitty guy in a basement eating a microwave burrito. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> this weird... Like loves fan uh, of the opera. He calls him a bro as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were trying to get the the music of the night, yeah. the that song yeah. from Family Opera to play during the scene, and it just wasn't working. Everybody was yeah. like, "It's too, it's too familiar." Everybody knows right. that song. And so we got this other big... Glenn. For some yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like his buddy. yeah, it's hard to hear. And he goes, "Glenn, call nine one one. I got fucked." <laughs> <laughs> So PJ and Early, if we ever do the sequel, we have to like follow up with Glenn. Yeah, the spinoff series we want to do, we're following Glenn. It would introduce <laughs> Johnny, Johnny PayPal. PayPal in a deposition, yeah. and then Glenn is also in there. We get to finally see Glenn. And Google Glenn, yeah. This hammer shot, so I comped the hammer coming into this frame. Ken did such a good job. He locked it down, but to make it work with those leaves, to blend those two, it looks seamless. This is so ludicrous. <laughs> Lighter fluid. On all my clothes. In the middle of the parking garage. <laughs> like, what the, what do like, you think was going to happen? Yeah. What are you going to set off all the sprinklers, you <laughs> fucking idiot? Like, there she is. There she is. Uh, uh, just awful. It was great. We watched it with John Bowers, our sound mixer, and we watched it chronologically. So we were mixing the movie for the first pass chronologically. So he didn't know what the movie was going to be. He didn't see it beforehand. And we got to that moment where I go, there she is, and he paused it, hit the space bar, and then walked, and he was just like, he did not just there he is her. It was just like, <laughs> he was shocked. He, he was like, just there he no, is dude, no, dude. So yeah, so I have to talk to you about something, which is exactly what Malin says in Swedish in the opening yep. scene. Yep. So I have to talk to you about something. About a month ago. This is very good, very fun. Yeah, it's very fun. crazy. It was an exclusive meeting in a hotel room. When I got there, there was a naked one. Nope. That's a lie. I knew she was going to be there. Dude, <laughs> just... you are such a nut. Poor Virginia. Down, poor Caroline. Yeah. 
Can't be honest. PJ always said that when we were writing. It was like, we should obey the horror tropes and make this an exorcism scene. Like, this movie should be like the exorcism of Emily Rose, like the end of The Conjuring, of like, he's got to get this bile out of his body. He just can't. I can't get it out of his system. Here we go. The WGA fight's just the beginning. As soon as the other unions get involved, we're fucked. They're never going to let us take all the money. Why do we think they're going to let us take all the money? PJ explained it to me. We're becoming travel agents. Raymond grabbed my dick at that party. And then we finally get to do yeah. that. Everything. Everything, yeah, that joke that you thought was a joke earlier. It's like, no, that was super fucked up. That was sexual assault in public. It's, yeah. And everybody still wants to be Harvey. Everybody remembers that line. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on and everybody still wants to be Harvey. It's so true. I think it's falling apart. It's great. I think I destroyed three suits this day. <laughs> it was eight hours. Yeah, that was, dude, yeah, that was a long, grinded out performance day. You blew your voice out. I did. Had to, yeah. A couple times. A couple times. <laughs> Here's the exorcism <laughs> stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just, wanted to be, I just wanted to be the early 2000s. We shot that APE shot in my fireplace. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I impersonated the federal <laughs> officer. <laughs> Couple times. Couple times. <laughs> it's great. The man down the street murders It's wife. so satisfying to have it's finally every, be honest. It's, but it's every funny. lie that the audience yeah. has been tracking for the previous yeah. 85 minutes. Fuck. My teeth are fucked. It's great. <laughs> I think I committed mail fraud as if that's the worst possible thing <laughs> that's what we got to her she does like that well because <laughs> well, she knows about the letter service too that's so. right that's, that's right. why that line that's right. oh she knows I, I went to a hotel room interest. and there was yeah, a naked yeah. woman like, she aware. knows immediately yeah. she did the that's thing that's just crazy it's like in this monologue you, you only mentioned the affair part like very briefly but it's about so much more that <laughs> it's, it's the place card saying deep down I'm somebody who just cannot give a shit. God damn, yeah. And then I get horrified that I just said that out loud right before our marriage. <laughs> it's awful. Awful. I don't have a Tesla. I've been losing this whole time. The, the biggest big one, lie. the Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> world's about to become a horror mind. Yeah. I think I just watched that. It's true. Yeah. I mean, what's weird is and the letter did. service. It yeah. did. The letter service becomes this like virus spreading. Yeah. And they have to flee the it's country kind of because of it. It's the, yeah. complete freak accident that we were editing this movie during COVID. And we shot it right before the world. We were went so yeah. lucky. Yeah, the whole movie's about shame and this and the male ego and toxic masculinity and not being able to be honest even with yourself or your best friends or your wife and so many times when we were interviewing people about what it was like to work in the agency world we're talking about that of like not just their work lives but also how it affects their relationships of how your significant other thinks of you if you lie all the time i forgive you <laughs> so the goofiest goofy. lean back everybody yeah. that gets such funny. a big laugh it's every funny. time of yeah. like I thought it was going to be too goofy, did, but it's great. Yeah, that was the goofiest take of all of them. So I was goofy. like, let's just do it. Like, Everybody was saying, no, don't do it. I uh, yeah. Matt Miller, our producer, yeah. was like, let's have him be like, oh, thank God, and then do the goofy thing. And then we tried that, and it wasn't really working. No, it works. God, we cut so, this yeah. so many times trying yeah. to find the right language. We had here. it be, this is the cowboy shot. Uh, yeah. Looking. Great standoff. <laughs> um, but yeah, we cut this so many different ways where it was much less subtle. Of like, we saw Caroline going into her affair, and yeah. we wanted to end it much 
more subtly. I'm glad, yeah, we worked this enough that we found it right. Larry Davider. Yeah, bum, yeah, bum, yeah. Bum. It's really funny. And then she's like, come on, dude, of course. Cool. Very cool. The, the goofy the wide shot. Pointing the different it was like a Roy Anderson movie. Yeah, and yeah, then U-Haul yeah, yeah. coming down. On oh, the voicemail. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay, so depressed. Yeah. Coming out of the tunnel. You can reach out to anybody what? in my apartment. But <laughs> in my office. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Bye now. Take care. Okay. So many times. PJ and I were recording this in a voice memo app on my phone. And just for the moment of me saying, okay, yeah, great, bye now, take care. We were just like laughing. <laughs> I was just like, he, he's going to do it. Just, but it's, He yeah, has no other way sad, of ending a fucking call. Away, uh, some things you can't change. This is Amber Trujillo, who is in uh, our series Minutes. And she is an astrophysicist and actress. She, uh, yeah, expert in all things space. That's uh, Ben in the background there, Ben Wiesner, our producer. We shot this in December, so obviously there's all of that perfect yeah. Christmas stuff on the windows. We have a passage of time. I really like this scene. I, I do think too. it's like yeah, it feels very subtle of like wide angle close ups. I mean, yeah, talk about coverage. like the yeah, communicating with no words stuff. Yeah, and this was the last thing that we shot of principal photography yep. for the film. Yep, on the way back, from... and then we dropped off Virginia at her hotel yeah. to go to the airport, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, on the way from here. That wow, that was the last time we saw Virginia until Tribeca. Tribeca, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy because yeah, because then a pandemic happened. That's crazy. Yeah, she's great in this scene. She's fucking it's, unbelievable. It's we stole all this to, from to No Country for Old up. Men. Yep. Of the the brother in the wheelchair who sure. does the whole time. Yeah, now he's almost a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What you're I mean, dealing with ain't nothing new. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like... Country, this country's hard on people. Yeah. And it's not waiting for you. What is that? Uh, and hey, then he says, uh, you, yeah. uh, that's vanity. That's vanity. <laughs> She's pregnant. She's pregnant. Yeah. It's funny, we got that shot of the her holding her belly, and then that was the last shot, and we're like, I think we got it. So we're, so we're done? I guess that's a wrap? I guess we're done. Oh, yeah, and then Amber drops off the thing. <laughs> Check seems like they're finally coming together. He says, turn that phone off now. Okay, but the, it's the point of the movie. It's like there's always going to be stuff that pops up. Temptation. Deal with. Temptation is And then real. Amber leaves your number. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. They're on their way out of the country, escaping, trying to run from their past. You ready? And then she looks at him knowingly, uh, like yeah. she saw the thing. And then we don't really know if he took the receipt or not. Yeah. But it's so funny. You never get a good look at Amber until the very end. We end the movie with her. That's Tina Carbone. She's uh, she's our production manager. And it goes out in slow-mo. Which we steal from Killing of a Sacred Deer. And then Amber is just like the most beautiful waitress of all time. It's a joke. (laughs) So that's the beta test. Thank you for watching it with us. Yeah. Yeah, we finally put in the WGA thing. <laughs> that was a little funny yeah. joke. Uh, we were like, I think we can afford to do that. That'll be funny. Yeah. Um, to show, if we if the audience didn't know whose side we were on, you could tell we were on the side of the writers. Um, thank you for watching it. It was made from our hearts, and we made it for y'all, you perverts uh, and you <laughs> cinephiles. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching it. And um, Yeah, thank you all. Hope more you soon, enjoyed it. Yeah. hopefully. Stay tuned for more. <laughs> Take it easy. Thank you. Bye, y'all.